Welcome to the Abundant Life Podcast with your host, Kevin from Heaven. We're so glad that you're here. It's part of a complete breakfast, and we're here to help you tap into your abundant life. Let's go. Hey, hey, family. Welcome to our latest episode, episode six. Today, we are going to talk about abundance. Yeah, you know, we got to talk about it every once in a while. It's in the title, right? Um, that's why you're here. So we're going to have an awesome time today. And we're actually going to talk about it in a new way. It might be a way that you haven't heard it talked about before. So I'm hoping that this is going to be eye-opening for you. Um, we're going to give you a lot of value in this episode. Uh, hang with me. We're going to look at creation versus competition, where abundance comes from the mist of that. Also start calling out some false assumptions that we have about abundance or maybe reasons why we don't have abundance in our life. So welcome to today's episode. I'm your host, Kevin from Heaven. So glad you're here. You are amazing. You are the salt of the earth. God's put you on this earth to bless others, to make an impact. If you are listening to my voice, it is because God has called you to higher and greater things. So I'm so thankful that you're here. I'm partnering with you for your excellence, for your success. Let's go out and do some amazing things today. So I love to start with affirmations. Um, if you've listened to the past episodes, you know that I'm a firm believer in affirmations. It's important to renew our minds daily. Sometimes we got to remind ourselves who we are. And when we speak truth and we hear it, we start believing it. So today's affirmation, it's about money, 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 money. Affirmation. I'm open to receive more money and success. I deserve it and will be a good steward of it. I feel in control and at ease. And then our Bible verse is Galatians 5.1. It was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. Awesome, guys. Welcome again to our podcast. Uh, today, we're looking at abundance and we're unpacking it in such a way that we're actually looking at it in a creation versus competition narrative. So what is that? What is, what's the difference between creation versus competition? Um, you know, I think there's this lie that competition is a healthy and good thing. You think about it in, you know, businesses. There's the term monopoly. That that's considered a bad thing. When there's one business that doesn't have competition, um, they slack off. They're not as innovative. You know, I actually had an experience where when I, me and my wife lived in Ohio, we used Comcast. And unfortunately, where we were, they were literally the only internet provider. It wasn't even for cable TV. It was just for, for internet. And of course, you kind of have to have internet nowadays um it was actually before they had like unlimited 
data and stuff like that. Uh, so it was a necessity. And I remember how frustrating it would be anytime I had to call them. And I would literally wait on hold for hours trying to get a hold of someone. They would just randomly raise my rates. It was so frustrating. So I would call them, you know, demand to speak to a manager, be so angry. And you know, they were able to pull stuff like that because they didn't have any competition. I literally couldn't go anywhere else. So instead, I would just have to be a disgruntled customer. Of course, that's not a good way to run a business. And even if you're the only business in town at that moment, eventually, you know, you're going to have someone else you're going to have to deal with. But what if, just what if you weren't necessarily competitive minded, where you're trying to get ahead, you're trying to be the best in your marketplace, but creation minded, where you wanted to love and serve your customers because you love your customers. Because you actually want them to have an amazing experience. What would your business look like if you actually led with value and served people instead of making the only qualification if um, you could get money from them, right? If they were more than a dollar sign to you, if you thought about their lives and how you were impacting it, how would that conversation have been? How would Comcast have changed their tune and it's sad that we live in a day and age that um, unfortunately with bigger businesses sometimes before they realize um, the necessity of good customer service they they can get away with junk like that so creation versus competition it started in the garden it started with the very the very beginning of man's story man and womankind you know, Satan made this lie that if we eat of the tree, we will become like God. There's this competitive statement. Um, so if we actually look at Genesis, the Genesis account, this is Genesis 2. And we're looking at verse, starting in 15. So God made the garden. Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to cultivate it and tend it. The Lord God commanded the man, saying, From any tree of the garden you eat freely, you, you may freely eat, verse 17, but from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for on that day you eat from it you will certainly die. And if we go a little bit further um, or earlier in the narrative, um, we even see God creating the garden. It says in verses 8 of chapter 2, the Lord God planted a garden toward the east in Eden, and there he placed the man whom he had formed. Out of the ground, the Lord God caused every tree to grow that is pleasing to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So this is the garden that God created man to cultivate and tend. It's interesting that we started in a garden and now the world runs on the principles of sowing and reaping. When we eat good food, we reap health. When we sow good words and thoughts into our lives, we become that. We become 
who we think we are. When we confess good things over our life, those good things come to pass. We exercise our faith and it happens. It's all sowing and reaping. When we invest in good investments, money comes back to us. It's all sowing and reaping. Sometimes it looks like seeds. Sometimes it's money. All right. So now we're in chapter three. This is when competition enters into man's story. Three, verse one. Now the serpent was more cunning than any animal of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, has God really said you shall not eat from any tree of the garden? So it starts by questioning our truth. It starts questioning our beliefs. It questions the word of God. The woman said to the serpent, From the fruit of the trees of the garden we may eat, but from the tree of the but from the fruit of the tree which is in the middle of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat from it or touch it, or you will die. The serpent said to the woman, you certainly will not die, for God knows that on that day you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will become like God, knowing good and evil. So in that last verse, um, verse 5, your eyes will be opened and you will become like God, knowing good and evil. Now it's interesting because... We're already made in God's image. We are already like God. That's creation. God loves us and made us like him. And competition came, questioned the truth of his word, the truth of God's identity for us, and presented there's lack here. There's an implied lack that you need to become more like God because you're not enough like God. You're not enough. See, there's, there's a root of fear in there, the fear of not being enough. Fear of missing out. So competition is actually rooted in fear and in lack, a lack mentality. It's interesting, if we see... The opposite. So this is the, the first Adam. The second Adam is Jesus. Is Yeshua. And he came to the earth. And in Philippians 2.6, we see that even though Jesus had equality with God, he didn't see it as something worth grasping. So he came with a creation mindset with a life giving mindset as a servant not trying to get ahead not trying to push his agenda um, so Philippians 2 6 or we can start with 5 actually have this attitude in yourself which was also in Christ Jesus who although he existed in the form of God did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, if you keep going, but emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of man. Verse 8, being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. 
So here we see someone selflessly giving for others. That's creation. That's love. And it's in direct contradiction to competition, which is full of self. It's about me winning. It's about me getting ahead. You know, a, a good example of this is, um, I don't know if you've had any brothers. Um, and you know what? My brother, we had, we actually had a really good relationship. Uh, but I've heard of other brothers. <laughs> so my brother's listening to this. We're cool. Um, but I've heard of other brothers growing up and just how difficult it was. Um, just this competition, always getting ahead, putting the others down. Um, this idea of only one person can win. That's competition. Creation says we can win together. Creation says we can be one. We can be one family. We can all win. It's a different mindset, and it's actually at the heart of what God desires for his church. Competition says that this denomination is better than another denomination, that this church is better than this church. But Christ says you're one bride, one bride in Christ. His desire is that we would be united. And of course, the devil doesn't want that. He fears that. And so he starts to ignite competition. You know, there's also, so competition comes from a spirit of lack, thinking that you're, there can only be one. That means there's not enough for everyone to go around. There can only be one top company. There can only be one top organization or one top earner. And competition can drive people to do things. But it also doesn't make room for love. It doesn't make room for people to serve. If you can combine the two, like you're going to be the best because you love the most, because you serve the most, because you serve as, as a backward kingdom, you're a servant of all. Now that, that's winning even if you lose. And that's powerful. So first Adam, competition, fear, death, lack. You know, it's also interesting, I, I heard uh, Jesse Duplantis mention this, that the reason that the serpent had to go to the woman was not because the woman was weaker, but it's because Adam had been in the presence of God. God had spoken directly to Adam. So Satan couldn't stand Adam's presence because of how close he was to God. So he had to go in the only way he could. He couldn't even enter into the garden directly. He actually had to use a serpent that's how holy and powerful God was and so the only way that he could get to Adam was to get to the woman so when we are fully surrendered to the Lord and tapping into his power and his authority like the, the adversary can't even come close to that so first Adam competition fear death and lack second Adam Jesus creation love he wasn't trying to be equal to God. He was trying, he actually made himself equal to us, man, serving us, humbling himself even unto death. He came that we might have life and life abundantly. You know, there's this false idea that competition is good. And... It can be, but it can also cause 
you to overlook things as well. Creation's even better. If your heart is to serve someone, regardless if you have competition or not, but you truly show up to serve others, then you will always have a better product at the end of the day. If your full focus and goal is to help solve someone's problem, help serve someone powerfully, that will always beat competition. Always. Can I be a little real and raw with you right now in this moment? This might not be easy for you to say, and I you know, see my heart in this. I'm saying this because I love you, because I care about you being abundant and giving and serving. Um, you know, there's this lie that's easy to believe, and I don't know if you're guilty of this, but it's, it's hard as competition, it's hard as lack. It's the idea that the people who have wealth, the rich, the 1% or whatever you want to call them, that they are there because they took money from others. There's this idea that there's only so much money out in the universe, out in the world, that others can't have it too. And that's it. That's a mindset that's born in lack. It's born in competition. And it's false. The reality is that there is plenty. There is plenty out there. New money is being created every day. And the real true path to wealth is how much value you can create. It's value creation. So, how do you make value? You serve. You serve people. You listen to their problems. You find out what's their issues. And you create something to solve those issues. You serve them. If you can find new and innovative ways to serve other people, you have created value. And you can do that as often as you want. There are more problems that exist today than there has ever been in the entire history of the world. That means there's new opportunities for you to show up, share your expertise, serve passionately, partner with God and create and get rewarded for it. That's creation. We're going to create value. We're going to powerfully show up and serve others. So I don't know if you've carried that mindset. If you've been upset or angry about rich people or pastors who teach on wealth, most of the time we're upset because we don't have it. <laughs> Competition. We're upset because we're not rich. We're upset because someone's teaching about wealth and wellness and we tried it or we think we tried it. Maybe we didn't do it right. Um, it didn't work for us for whatever reason. So now we're bitter and we're going to judge them. In actuality, it could be we didn't create enough value. Or we're sowing the wrong seeds so they weren't growing. We have to take responsibility, 100% responsibility. If you don't get the results that you want, 
the only person's fault is your own. No one else is to blame for that. If you wrote a book and didn't sell, that's on you. If you got a job you don't like and you're stuck there, that's on you. The beautiful thing is, you are never too old to change. You are never too old to start giving back, to start serving. You know, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. All we have is right now, right in this moment. But we can make a choice today to say, I'm going to be better than I was yesterday. I'm going to show up and I'm going to serve people. The quickest way to get out of being stuck is to serve others. That's the quickest way. And you'd be surprised what happens. You feel better about yourself. You're not so stuck in your situation on what's going on in your life. You're able to overcome that and focus outwardly. Competition focuses inwardly. It's like, I got to win. I'm only doing these good things because I want to be on top. Right? Like, that's not the right heart behind your service. Love should be. I'm serving people because people are created in God's image and they are worthy to be loved. So I'm going to respect them. I'm going to give them the dignity of being a human being that that deserves. So, you are amazing. There are people in this life who are on this planet right now who need to hear your message, who need what you have inside of you. So my challenge today is to go out and create. Be a creator. Creators love, creators serve, creators aren't trying to compare themselves to others. It's not fair to compare your chapter 2 to someone else's chapter 25. But you have a competitive advantage. No one else has the life experiences that you have. No one else has lived through the things that you have lived through. That makes you one of a kind. That makes you unique. So let's go out, let's make an impact on the world, let's go out and serve powerfully. Let's go create value and receive the rewards that that value brings. Love you, family. Hope you have an amazing evening. We'll talk to you next time.